and his own story was as curious as his narrative. The tale of his life. Yes! People, people, people! It is part two of Echo Chamber, and we are coming in on something a little epic. It's J Electronic, because hey, who better, who better to lead us into this June special? That's right, people. We are going in deep. Right? So we talked about the book yesterday on Echoes from the Void, and today it's the film's opportunity to shine. So um, it's a special one, people. We do, we, you know, I break down the film, right? My experience of going to see it and the crazy shit that happened in me going to see this goddamn film. And then I sit down with my boy. And we just go in, right? We go in. But no spoilers, people, so it's all good. So, people, hey, it's time to get your cool enjoyment on, people. This is a fun one. Let's Okay, people. So, let's start this off with, um, yo, my individual thoughts on this whew, monumental new feature from Denis Villeneuve. Yes, people, I'm talking June. Okay, people, so, yo, I have been waiting for this whew, for a long time a long time and yeah people i did it i went to see june went to see june which um <laughs> i mean it, i wasn't meant to it was a mission it was a, a crazy thing um so i planned to have a conversation with a friend about it you know who who loves june too and you know we we always talked about the books and everything like this so that was planned and i thought oh i'll see it the morning of so um and saturday i was gonna go to a friend's stag do so i was just feeling a bit rough but it was just one of them days you know what i mean but i headed out late i've been so used to going to um sci-fi london my ass was on this pilot mode. I went the wrong fucking way. I went the wrong way. So I ended up in this spot and I was just like, you know what? I'm done, man. <laughs> I'm just not in the mood. I'm done. Fuck it. Like, there's no train back. Yeah, I can't be bothered to wait. Technically, I wasn't going to probably wait for long anyway. But I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go... I'll go cinema, I watched you. So that's what I did. Had a phenomenal time. Came out, my ass nearly got stranded. Right? The suppose the night tube, which I have got, I have got this night tube numerous times, was not running. The tube was locked off. I'm like, yo, <laughs> what the fuck? So go to um get my phone and the uber app wasn't downloaded i oh 
fuck. I then see I have got 10% on my phone. I'm like, shit. <laughs> so I'm walking around. I managed to find a, a good spot because eventually the app downloaded. I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay, this time I've got 5% on my phone. And I, I, I find one, one cab, get it, boom, all's good. And then suddenly, right, um, it says we're going to be 10 minutes. 10 minutes, then I get a message going, your cab was cancelled, right? What? <laughs> you mean, book another? I'm like, motherfuckers. So I'm looking, I'm still on five, which I'm like, yo, okay. Okay, and I managed to get another one, but then I can't find it. When he's like, cabs are right, can't find it. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to call. This is my phone. Luckily, it was great. It, it was all, all worked out, all worked out, and my ass got home. But I did not factor in how I'll pay a big chunk of cash for my fucking cab. So, yeah, it was a... It was an eventful one. It was an eventful one. And I have to tell you people that if the film was not what it was, oh, so, <laughs> I will be in such a real bad, oh, man, I'd be, like, trying to fucking kill someone, man. It was insane. But, hey, it was a good film, people. It was a good film. And also... As I was feeling rough, right? So I get to the cinema, man. And, um, you know, it, it technically it started, but we've had some trailers. So I come in to what trailers were playing. I think there was an Eternals trailer. There was something else, which I cannot remember. Um, but yeah, my eyes were like, ugh. So I took my glasses off. And as June started, this white writing came on the screen. And I'm thinking, oh, what's this? Couldn't see a thing. Like, usually, I might have been able to make out the shapes. This was just one fussy line. And I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is, is this the cap off? Like, just a, a, a shitty day to then find out that, son, I think your eyesight all gone and fucked up. <laughs> I'm like, ah, shit, I can't even afford, cannot afford to lose what fucking sight I got. And I was like, oh, no, I don't, I don't enjoy this film, people. Fuck. But film started. And, oh, straight away, I'm like, oh, okay, this is, this is good, this is good. So, before we get into it, it is directed by Denis Villeneuve, and he writes it along with John Sparatis and Eric Roof. Um... Which, yeah, I, I, you know, interesting um, 
triplet of writers. I'm all I'm very confident in Villeneuve. And the other two have written some good stuff. And there's also been a few stinkies. <laughs> but you're like, alright, you know what? Fine. Let's go with it. You know what I mean? Fuck it. We will see what happens. Uh, and obviously, it's an adaptation of Frank Herbert's book, which is 1965, I believe, man. So Villeneuve, he produced it along with Mary Parent, Kyle Boiler, and Joe Kakakulo Jr. Uh, cinematography is Greg Fraser. It's edited by Joe Walker. Music is Hans Zimmer, people. Yeah. Music is Hans Zimmer. And i got to say, that is very surprising. And I say it's surprising because this is a Hans Zimmer soundtrack like, I don't think, uh, anything we've heard from the man. This was something else. It really was, people. It really was. So, um, yes, that is... Oh, we, um, yeah, we need to get on to the cast. So, um, Oscar Isaacs is Duke Leto Atreides. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson is his consort, his concubine, Lady Jessica. Um, you know, she's a Benny Gesserit. Then we have got uh, Timothy Chalamot as Paul Atreides, the uh, ducal heir, you know. Um, yeah, Lido and Jessica's son. Josh Brolin is Gurney Halleck, their weapons master. Um, we then have got Stephen McKinley Henderson, who this like this dude I have seen in so many films, but I didn't know his name, didn't know his name. But yeah, Stephen Kinley Henderson, he is Fufi Howitt, uh, he's the house mentor. Um, who. Ah, let's go Chang Chen. He's Dr. Wellington Yu. He is a, the Atreides Suk doctor. Um, oh, yes, Jason Momoa is Duncan Idaho, their swords master. Then, hmm, where shall we go? Let's yeah, let, let's do the Arconan. We have got Stellan Skarsgar, who is a Baron of Vladimir Harkonnen. He's the head of House Harkonnen the Baron. Yeah, the arch rivals of House Atreides. We have Dave Batista as Gluso Raban, the nephew of Baron Harkonnen. Um, because, yeah, the Baron doesn't actually have any children. 
Then there is um, Peter DeVeers, who is the Harkonnen Mentat, and he is played by David Dastmalchan. Okay, so we have them. Uh, Let's then go with... uh, Charlotte Rampling, she is Gaius Helen Moheim. She is the Reverend Mother of the Bene Gesserit and the Emperor's Truthsayer. Um, we then have got Benjamin Clementine. He was the Herald of the Change. Yes. Um, which is a new thing, right? We didn't get that in the, uh, in the books, right? Which I thought was interesting. Um, okay, so we got them out the way. So it then makes sense to go with, oh yes. Sharon Duncan Brewster is Dr. Liet Kynes, which was an interesting move, right? Interesting move right there. Uh, we've got... Um, Ziandia as Chani, right? She's a Fremen. Um... We've got Javier Bardem as Stilgar, which ah, like all these people, I'm I'm kind of looking and think I recognize you, and I couldn't think of anyone's names. It was just like, yo, who do I know that person from? <laughs> We've got um Babs Olasmon Monkum as a Janice. He's another. Uh, Freeman, um, Glada Rochaval is Shut Up Mapes. She's a also a Freeman. It is a great cast, people. Really, is a great fucking cast. Whoo. Um. So yeah. Now, what was crazy? You know what I mean? Because when they earmark this you know there's a you know legendary they picked up the rights in 2017 so we you know been waiting all that time but right they only because when they brought Villeneuve on so you know all the planning and everything goes into it so they decided to split the because I was always wondering how are they gonna tell this story in one film, right? How long is this film gonna be to cover everything? But then we got word, oh, it's gonna be a two-parter. We're like, all right, that makes sense. But where are they gonna cut it, you know? Now, what then seemed insane, they only greenlit part one, only greenlit part one, right? And 
only sign people up for the one film, which is insane. It's insane, right? And and the thing was, oh, well, it's going to cost a lot of money, so, you know, we don't want to do all of this. But at the same time, they greenlit a TV series, right? The Sisterhood, which is going to be following the Benny Gesserit. Right, is it's intriguing. We've got Villeneuve, we've got um, you know, Scapita, you know, Roth, they're all involved. So it's still gonna be that high quality, it's gonna be tonally, it's gonna fit in with the film and all of this jazz, great. But you've greenlit a TV series, but not a second part of the fucking film, it's insane. It's insane. Uh, but the one thing that was golden was, right, so they said, because, you know, it's through Warner Brothers, so obviously they're doing that hybrid thing at the moment. Um, so the, the, the to warrant a sequel, it wasn't just going to be on ticket sales? Ticket sales. They were also thinking of, right, viewership on HBO Max. So that was like as soon as I heard that, I was like, all right, we're gonna get a part two. We will it will happen for sure, for sure. You know, but it's just like when are they gonna announce, right? When are they gonna announce? Um but yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm jacked. I'm jacked. Uh so looking forward to this and as i said it opens up and we have this voiceover which i know is channing right because that was a thing one of the things i did here i stayed away from trailers and all of this i think i saw a quick sneak thing but that was it um Villeneuve had said that it's kind of gonna come from channing's point of view which i thought was intriguing you know and there's definitely parts of the film that can be told in that vein but yeah it was just like all right how are you doing this man um so it opens up and Chani, she talks about the spice and the oppression on june right so we see Chani, uh we see june we see some freeman we also see harkonnen we then transition to paul he's asleep he's dreaming right but we we see caladan um, which was interesting. We then see Giddy Prime, right? The Harkonnen world. So we see the arid atra- 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 Arrakis, right? We then see the water throne Caladan, and we see this metal asture Giddy Prime. So we get this great contrast, which really does let you have a feel of these different characters, these different cultures, these different mindsets, right? That's mad interesting. And the approach to this is epic, right? Everything has this sense of vastness, right? The the, the, the space, right? Just the these castles and the thoughts these people live in it all has that but the other thing is as well right you i definitely got this sense of like middle eastern culture middle eastern law right 
and, and that's kind of a thing of the Bene Gesserit, but also just with these styles in which we're seeing, you know, visually that. Um, so we have that. There's also elements of Greek, Egyptian. Like when we see the cities on Arrakis, you do get that kind of Egyptian um, Inca kind of feel to it, but with its own spin. It's not just a, oh, we're going to put pyramids. You know what I mean? It's not that. Because we're not really pyramids, but it's just aesthetically, it's a feel, it's a vibe. Right, we, we get, I kind of got that, I got that, and boy, oh shit, I was like, yo, this is great, man, this is great, and as I said, we're, you know, this is a different score from, we've heard from Hans Zimmer, is this, oh man, it's just like chanting, there's no music, right, which, yeah, I'm not mad at. Right? I don't need a theme song. Although, you know what I mean? Just don't get me wrong. The, the scores of Lord of the Rings were great. And the theme music, the songs on those, like we had Enya. Um, I think Sinead O'Connor did one, right? And I forget, there was a guy that did one, and I can't think of the name. But they, I liked them. It all worked. It all worked, but this wasn't that. This was something completely different, and it worked so well. Because in these fever dreams that Paul is having, we have this chanting, this chanting, this ramped up kind of like oppressive feel to it all. You know, and, and there's bagpipes. <laughs> and I think I'd see someone be like complaining about the bagpipes, but the bagpipes made mad sense to me because you got that feel of a Rob Roy, a Robert the Bruce. You know I mean, that kind of thing. The, these people against these incredible odds, you know, looking failure in the face, but doing it with dignity. And that's House Atreides especially on Arrakis, right? So you're like, yo, okay, okay. You know what I mean? And, and like, man, just like, you know what I mean? I said, as I said, look, the Herald of Change was a new thing for the film. And I love that scene. I love that scene. We had our Daft Punk kind of vibe. It, it was crazy. It was crazy, but it all made sense. There's also... Um, I think if you're fans of the book, you've read the books, right? And you understand, and especially with the other two, the other two editions, right? Post-Frank, where we get into the Bahilian Jihad. And yeah, you, so you understand this whole, and it's, like, it's in June, it's in the, all the original books too, but it's the fact that, you know, you shouldn't be like a machine, right? That's a big thing. Uh, and everything in this, it's got a physical feel, right? There's a point when they're on Arrakis and we have um, Gurney and Lido looking out, assessing the land. And someone's like, yo, we got to shut the doors. And there's these huge stones that the people are pushing, right? There's no fancy mechanism. 
it's not like this, you know, no, they're pushing these slabs and everything has that kind of thing. There's, there's not a lot of fancy technical, like when you read them, you know, we, he, Paul at the beginning, he's reading a film book and you're like, oh, I don't know what that is. Like, is it going to be like a Kindle? Like, was, was, is it going to be some new kind of thing? No, it essentially just looked like a book, right? But, you know, the, the way this is, that is interesting for them, right? So it, it's these, and we do get, you know, I mean, it's not to say they don't have tech. They do have tech, but it's just represented in a different way. It's interesting, man so intrigued like they do have holograms you know like the shields they use the the way that is visually represented is oh it's very good it is very good i was happy especially with the falters yo like in the books they're described in this way the the sci-fi channel version they were okay but these, and they look like dragonflies. It was, oh, it was superb. It was superb, people. And here's the thing. All the ships had a unique feel to them, right? It didn't feel like, oh, we've seen that in Star Wars. Oh, that's kind of like Star Trek. Oh, that's like, no, the, everything had its own kind of feel. Everything and different shapes, different shapes, which I thought was great. They didn't just go with that, oh, a spaceship should be. No, they, this was inventive. It was creative. It was great. Oh, and the way, right, there's this point where, you know, the way the legs came out of this ship as it was coming down, I was so, there was a grace to it, but still this kind of, mechanicalism oh my days it, you you just felt happy to see this felt happy that it just worked right when i remember when i saw lord of the rings visually i was like yo this speaks to me man it speaks to the the visions i had in my head and with this like you know they made a few changes you know gender swapped kinds which made sense because when you think about it right so the the Bene Gesserit have got this level of authority standing within the Imperium so it's not foreign for women to lead the way and to have a sense of control in this universe right and you kind of feel that a genealogist, and especially on Arrakis, yeah, could well be a woman, right? So I wasn't mad at that change, but um, yeah, or you know, although that there was a change there in some other places, it did all feel like, oh no, this is June, man, this is it. Right, like this isn't too far from my vision, my thoughts. And hey, 
it's even excelled in places. Right? I'd never have gone to that. You know, I love, man, I love that. Like the crazy thing with this though, in the book, there's a lot of expedition, right? The book is framed with extracts from Ilian's diaries, from history books and, you know, different texts. So we get relayed a lot of information in that way. So the film uses different things to get some information across. They put it within conversations with people and stuff like that. But there's a lot of stuff that is left out, right? There's no explanation on certain things, right? We don't know really about Spice, about Mintats, about anything. There's no lineage, history, legend told. But I feel it works anyway, right? Now, obviously, I've I've read these books so many times. I've read them and I then, yeah, then it's just straight listening. <laughs> Audiobooks, baby. But, um, you know, I've done them so many times, like so many times. Love these books so much. The original books. Let me be clear. The original books. Although I will say the house trilogy, solid. You know, but yeah, done them so many times that yeah, I, I'm just watching this thing and I, I'm just not disappointed. I'm not disappointed. It all makes sense. Even the point where they did in the film made sense i'm like i i was surprised that they went as far as they did because i kind of thought they were gonna yeah to stop at a certain point to it like towards the end you'd be like all right that mean yeah i see it stopping there but they threw on a little science sign and you're like all right yeah i'm not mad that they included that and even that they changed it so we have all of this and it's great. It's great. It is great. Yeah. I, I just felt so fucking happy, man. Felt so happy and pleased. You know, it's definitely different to Lynch's version, right? It's not so like esoteric. It's not so, you know, experimental. Like one thing someone told me, you know, they came out of it and were like, yo, I mean, I don't know, right? Because like the box scene in Lynch's, it's insane. In this, they were like, it's just him with his hand in there and just grimacing. But I'm like, yo, it, so I was a bit like, all right, you know, we'll see. So when I saw that scene, boy, I thought that scene was handled so well, so well. Because in the book, he does a thing, but they switch it out. And so you're going back and forth and it works even more, right? We have this visual shift. As I said, look, we have chanting, we have all of this, and it works, right? Yes, we see him grimacing, but the interplay with his emotions is clear too. You know, so that scene was great. Like everyone acted so well in this, right? So in the Lynch 
and the Sci-Fi Channel. You had some great acting, and we had some stinky-ass shit. Not in this. Everyone is killing it. Everyone is killing it. I I can't speak highly enough. I'm just like, yo, if you love June, this is to see. And I think, look, I understand if you're still not comfortable going to the cinema, but see, like Harder They Fall, oh, you will get so much more out of this on a big screen and with a great sound system, right? Because the way it all comes together, oh man, the sound is so integral to it. But then so is the cinematography, right? The cinematography, the script, the acting, the sound all merges and gives us this delight, this delight, people. So, yes, I think I've waffled on for a long time. Um, Yeah, June, people, I was not disappointed. And we do know part two has been greenlit. So it's a great time, people. It's a great time. Go get you some. Yeah. Let, leave comments. Let us let me know if you've seen it. I mean, it's great. I, I definitely would love to know what, you know, how other people have interpreted this adaptation. But for me, loved the hell out of it. Okay, people, so now, little thing special for you, you know what I mean? Because, hey, as I said, look, I've been waiting on this film for a long ass time, right? Love those books. And I thought, what better thing to do than talk to one of my homies, right, who also loves this universe, okay? So, hey, I introduce you to my boy, Dave. And um, we chop it up. Chop it up for a long ass time, people. But hopefully you find it all very insightful, fun, and just goddamn hearing enjoyable, right? Let's get into our breakdown, right? Our crazy spice-infused breakdown of this goddamn movie. <laughs> What up, people? So, as you know, what I mean, look, I, I, I've been saying I was going to go see June. I went and saw June. Uh, and as you know, if you if you listen to the room, it was a bit of a mission. Um, but you know, what I, mean? I thought, what better than to talk to someone who loves this book as much as me, my uh, my good friend, swimming coach extraordinaire, which. You know, you might think, wait, you're talking about June with a swimming coach? Caladan, motherfucker. You understand? There's a synergy in this shit. You know what I mean? And motherfucker's got no rhythm because he's white, right? <laughs> so it works. He walks with no rhythm. You know what I mean? I'm um, very safe. <laughs> It's just he can't part a thumper in the desert. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about June. So we're going to talk about June. <coughs> oh, fuck. Fuck. Man, I didn't think the spice was going to take me out. <coughs> Woo. But, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, look, we, we had David Lynch in the 80s. We then had Sci-Fi Channel, their iteration, early 2000. Which I did think, right, was more in line with the book. But you could see the budget issues, right? You could see there was no budget and some things were mad glaring. And some some of the actors and the choices were very good. But when they weren't, oh, shit. You're like, oh, no, that person is not a good actor and they should not be in that role. Was that the guy with the, was that the version with the terrible gurney? Yes. He was like the guy from London. You, young, pup. Yeah. Was it that one? Yeah. That was... Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. But a young James McAvoy was older Paul Trades. Because um, I did quite like him as Paul Traders. I, I saw the um, the sequel. I saw Children. Yeah, and that's than I expected it to be. Yeah, because they merged Children and Messiah, and it, it wasn't bad. I think the fact that the kids were older, you yeah. lost the impact. You know what I mean? But well, it wasn't bad. But then, man, when did we hear? It was probably, it was like 2018. Was it 2018 when we heard that we were going to get a feel, a new film of June? I feel it was about 2018, maybe 2019. And yeah, I like, I mean, what did you think when you were like, they're going to do it again? They're going to roll that dice again? It was, it was. It's hard to be excited because I think it's such a difficult book to make into a good film. It's mm. just, it's so dense. Um, I love the Lynch film. I do. I know there's a lot of hate for it, but <clears throat> you know, if you're going to be restricted to trying to turn that into a one film story, that's going to be a hell of a mission. Um, I, I, yeah, that was the that was the thing, right? Is like. How are they going to do this? Because, like, one film, you either make it crazy long or you're just editing like a motherfucker. And I don't know if there's enough... Like, it's not big enough for a good trilogy. Yeah. Like, if you were going to do a trilogy, it would be having to include maybe June Messiah. Right, but on its own, it's not making a trilogy. So what are you gonna how's this gonna work? And then you hear, oh, they're gonna do it in two parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I think it's just difficult to even imagine. I mean, there's an audio book that they managed to make dull, you know. So in my mind, I'm thinking <laughs> But yeah, that's not the audio book on Audible though. The Audible audio book version is outstanding yeah 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 i'm just you know i, I mean i think i've read the, the physical book probably five times um mm. and that original audio book and you know the one i'm talking about yeah it was so bad 
It was so I fucking bad. To love, just I just wasn't interested in listening to it. <laughs> I, I remember being so happy. I was like, I found all the June books, found all the audio books of June, and then we just put it, and it was just like. Huh, I'll pull the trainers and he went into this and it has spies. Hmm. It was just like, yo, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't ideal, was it? But, no, no. But with no. the new film, I think even uh, like the guy that had planned Raban, I think I was really impressed at how they dealt with him. Yeah. I was worried about the guy. I Basically, I was pretty much worried about the entire cast that I saw um, oh, yeah. announced. That like um, Jason Momoa, I just thought he's too cheesy action hero to play a good Duncan because obviously, uh, as we know, Duncan carries on to have a much more fundamental role in the whole story. So if this became successful, I'm thinking, is he really the guy who's going to be able to carry this? Yeah, um, it's it's weird because in the first in June, Duncan isn't really there. No, no. You wouldn't think he's like the way he's talked about is he's a huge character, but in this first book, he's not. We don't see him much. He does shit behind the scenes, but we don't really see Duncan. So it is a bit like, huh? But yeah, as you say, he we see him later. So yeah, it's can someone carry that? Jason Mo looked crazy different without the beard. He did, and like I assume you saw the trailer when when uh, they had it cut of him saying we'll fight like demons, and I just thought Duncan doesn't really. That's not Duncan. But then, oh yeah, no, I remember that bit in the film. But yeah, I... he says it in the film, but it's not. The way they cut the trailer made it look a lot more action hero cheese than uh, the way okay. that scene plays out in the film. And so even with the trailer, I was a little bit trepidatious, shall we say, because I was just like, if they're going to try and make this uh, an all-action hero Hollywood blockbuster, is it going to work? You know, you've got him, David, but is it David Batista? Is that his yeah. name? Mm -hmm. These aren't exactly... You wouldn't associate them necessarily with great actors, you know? Um, no, again, like, I've seen Batista, like, Early Batista is a bit like early rock, right? Yeah. Early Dwayne Johnson, where yeah. can't really act. But then I think Batista in like a Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, yeah, you could see an uh, evolution in the acting. But then, you know, I mean, uh, a few months back, he was in the um, Zack Snyder zombie thing on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, so. Day of the, not Day of the Dead, something dead, zombie, Dewey Dewey, yeah. Las Vegas, and not great. <laughs> not great. But that's like, it. I mean, that role doesn't really require him to be great. Well, like, no, sense. but they, they were playing on these sentimental moments and stuff like that, but the way it, it just didn't work, it didn't come across. So it was just like, oh. Is that Dave or is that the editing? Is that like what the fuck happened here? You know what I mean? Like the action scenes in that film were great. You know what I mean? The the CGI zombie fucking tiger, that was outstanding. But yeah, yeah these, these poignant moments they tried to put in there didn't quite work. 
So it was about, could he carry that nuance? And I mean, Rabatan isn't crazy nuanced, but the story itself is. So if you've got a bad actor in any of these roles, it's going to be noticeable. I think they did a good job with Raban's character and that actor. Mm. They managed to use the thing that he's best at yeah. for that character. You know, oh, that, yeah. Got, it, was very impressed with that. It, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I was very impressed with all of the casting, to be honest. Like the, yeah. you know, I saw originally, so I really like the guy who played Piter in the in the Lynch film. I can't remember his name, but I always thought no. I always had trouble imagining a better Piter. Mm. But not they even explained who Piter was. There was no exposition. No. Nothing. But if, if you knew who Piter was, the guy who played Piter was very good. Like, it was very nice, creepy, like understated character. Oh, yeah. You know the thing that really killed me about this film though fucking subtitles then yeah. i was gonna have to deal with fucking subtitles in this film it it ah oh, fuck now i understand right i understand with the the, the the hand signals and the secret message and you know what i mean the language and all of that that makes sense right and i like the way they did it but it just meant I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't see any of that shit, and it was so frustrating. But I mean, I knew I'd probably gonna watch this again. So once it comes on TV or something, yeah, I'm gonna be watching this. Uh, but there, that was the one thing that truly bugged me because I couldn't fucking see it. Yeah, I can understand that. Again, as as a man proud of his binocular vision skills, <laughs> I personally enjoyed the because one of the, the complaints I always had with the Lynch thing was that he stripped out all of the Atreides battle language. Yes. And like, the first time I ever read the book, I, I'd never read anything like that. And even now a lot of nerdy stuff. I don't think I've come across anything that that kind of riffs on that idea anywhere near as well as that book. And no, it, it was handled so well and you're like, that makes so much sense. Yeah, right? it it, of course you would do that. You would have that system. You know, and everyone has a different system, right? And you'd be like, yeah, of course they would. But the Benny Jesserit know them all. You know what I mean? And, and you just say like, all these different things. And I love the fact that on Seleucus, 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 on the, um, oh, on the emperor's on the emperor's world, uh, um, on Seleucus Cocondus, Seleucus Cocondus, Seleucus Cocondus. Fuck you, yeah, what a fat fucking land loving civilian. Us fellas don't need to know that shit. Oh, Kev, <clears throat> Seleucus Cocondus. Ah, uh, fuck you. <laughs> but I love the fact. That they had their own language. Yeah, yeah, it was very good. Which makes sense, right? I think there was a lot of stuff that made sense. And it's, you know, I, I redid the book just before, like before I saw the film. I thought, ah, you know what? I'd finished one book and I didn't know. It was a bit ropey. It was a bit ropey. I'm gonna, like, man, so, you know, I'm always looking for something new, right? And something that has potential more. I can then read after this one. 
So I did this one called The Grey Bastards. Um, did you it, feature? Huh? Did you feature in that story? <laughs> that would have made it better. Uh, but it, it 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 just read to me like someone that has has only just found sex. You know what I mean? Because there was a lot of oh, don't keep your mouth open. Someone put their cock in it. But they could use because it's about alt. So cock was cod, and there was just a lot of this and be like, oh, don't touch me, you backy. So it's like, are you batty? Are you gay? Yeah, and it was just so infantile. It's yeah. infuriating. So I finished that and I was like, ugh, I need to cleanse my palate. Fuck it. Let me do June. Because I'm, I am want to go see the film. So fuck, I'll do June. Mm. And there was so much in the book that I'd forgotten or I'd, you know I mean, connected the dots in a different way. Right? So it's so good to, to re-listen to it and be like, oh, yeah, fuck. That's it. But as One you listen to it, I, I wondered, how are we going to do this in this film? Like, how would they do this? You know, because Doom, and you said, look, there's no expedition in Doom, right? And the book, everything is kind of excerpts from, you know, religious passages or Ilian's um, diaries and just things like that. It, a lot of it is led by that. We, we find out information by that or extracts from... Um, the uh, uh, like the book we see him reading, um, which is, I it think orange, uh, is it the Orange Christian Bible, uh, the Orange Catholic Bible? No, not that one, but the the, the book you oh, know, where he's phone phone learning, yes, yes, the phone, not the phone book, um, film the, book, film book, yes, um, which I, yeah, um, but yeah, so a lot of the stuff we find out through those excerpts, you know, or the inner monologues and things like that. So it's just like, hmm, it's going to be interesting. Like, how are they going to do this? Or how are they going to do that scene? You know what I mean? And, and so I was curious coming in. And then I'd heard that Villeneuve was saying that this June was kind of from Chani's point of view. So it's a bit like, okay. How, how are we doing this? And, and I was just, oh, man, I was so fucking intrigued by it all, right? It, it, like, we open up with the, you know, the voiceover and, like, the kind of talk about the desert and all of this, and then we see, and then the, 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 the boom, you know, the, the complete flip of Caladan, right? And just all of that, and it was just like, oh. Yeah, no, this is good. We saw the Harkonnens, and and it's just man, everything just seemed to work, right? There was nothing that I thought, ah, ah, they ain't got that right. That's that's a disappointment. Everything kind of worked for me. I know there's that thing where they say show don't tell, um, mm. and I think there was a lot of showing. Yes, and I do think the problem with that book. To translate it to film. So, you know, they showed us Mentats. We saw Mentats at work. Mm. But no explanation of who they were and what they do and their importance and all of that. Yes. Or why they're there or anything else. And personally, I loved it because I don't need to be told what a Mentat yeah. is. 
because I know what it is. Um, but I would like to, so, you know, I've got a couple of young boys. I'm really curious what they'll make of it one day when they watch it. Mm. Like, to see someone sit with no sort of preconceptions, just bang, what do you think of this, lads? Like, what do you think's going on here? Because much as I love that film, I really, really like the new film very, very much. <clears throat> I'm, I wonder what it is someone watching with fresh eyes enjoys about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I do feel, right, what I kind of thought about it was that there is, I think it does work on its own, but if you've read the book, it's even richer. You know, because you understand everything. When you see certain things, you're like, okay, yeah, I get that. I get why, you know, I mean, Yui's betrayal is crazy. I, I get, you know, the, the whole Fremen thing, being out in the desert with no, like, you know, I, mean, I, I get the whole sending them to a Arrakis and yeah, just all of that stuff. It makes sense. Right, you understand the mentat and um, shit. I can't remember fucking the uh, uh, what is the bad mentat's name again? Piter. Piter, yes, Piter. I I get him when we see him on Secula Secundus. You know what I mean? Like, all of those things, you'd be like, yeah, of course, of course. But, yeah, if you don't know, you you don't understand the, the importance of that stuff and how it reflects and what it means for later on in the story. But I kind of think that it, it does work on its own and it, it's intriguing enough that I think it will draw people to the book. I do think that one bit, I think there are a couple of little bits that maybe we could have stood for a bit more exposition on, but, you know, it's already a very long film, so I don't know how they would do it. I mean, our our mutual friend Paul was obviously a big film buff, and he was saying that the director is known for not ever really doing a director's cut. That version of the film is, it is the yeah. version of the film, there's not going to be another one, because I was thinking... Um, <clears throat> They didn't really explain spice, not to any significant degree. It's quite a, an esoteric kind of, you know, okay, well, we're collecting this, and it seems to have turned this guy into some kind of mentalist, but we don't know why, you know, like it's all quite, like they touch on it a bit, but I feel like there might have been a, a bit more information that would have fleshed that out, because obviously once Paul gets control of the Imperium, it's all based on his control of the spice. Mm. Maybe we'll get more explanation of that in the second film, of course. Um, you you but... know what I'm thinking, though, because you know there's going to be there's the HBO TV series, right? The Sisterhood, which is a look on the Benny Gesserit, and I think maybe now I might be fully full of shit, right? I might not just have a misunderstanding, but I kind of feel that that could be used to fill in a lot of the blanks, Maybe. you know, to show the importance of the Bene Gesserit, the Mentats, you know what I mean, who are kind of there to counter the Bene Gesserits, right? I think that series might really give us that full history. 
Yeah, maybe. I like I say, I'm I'm literally just thinking of the film in isolation. Yes. Um, you know, not ever. So I mean, what this makes me think of you saying that is episodes one to three of Star Wars kind of got massively panned by our generation. But if you watch the Clone Wars cartoons, all of a sudden that trilogy of films is a lot better. I'm not saying it makes them brilliant or anything, but all of a sudden they become much better because that massive cartoon series fills in a lot of the gaps. Uh, and if you start okay. making a, a film thinking, oh, well, the stuff we're not fleshing out here will be filled in by this thing, does that then work as a film? Because like those films came out, what, 20-odd years ago? Something like that. And oh, yeah. I saw those cartoons last year. Oh, so, well, no, but the cartoons were never... Like, they were never made... Like, when they met, when they were thinking of the films, there was never the intention... You know what? Let's also make a cartoon series that we can then flesh out the back. You know what I mean? Okay. They, that, I the they cartoon did. series came years later, where it's just like, what could we do? Well, everyone hates those, <laughs> so why don't we... You know what I mean? Maybe, Make yeah. it better. Flesh out, tell <laughs> stories in between. So that was that. But I think this, the TV series here, was conceived while conceiving the film. Okay. So I think that's the only difference. But I do agree that something has to be able to stand on its own feet. Right? You have to think that maybe, like, the TV series is coming out on HBO Max, which, you know, HBO Max ain't coming to England or I think most of Europe for mm -hmm. years because of pre-existing deals that Warner Brothers have and HBO has with, you know, you know uh, terrestrial TV and other stations. So... Not everyone will get the opportunity to see the sisterhood. Yeah, so yeah. you can't assume. All right, well, you know, we'll make this film like this, and you know, people will watch that, and it all makes sense. No, so it definitely, yeah, has to stand up on its own two feet. And so even I think, like, you know, like the las guns on the shields. Yeah, the window, why they're using knives and why they're using shields and stuff. Literally no explanation. I mean, unless I missed it, it, something. There was, there was one thing. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because when um, I mean, they're in the desert and Leah, like she says, oh, the, the, I mean, it was like the, um, you know, the shield will attract the worm. The, attract the worm. And I think there was one other slight kind of comment in the film okay. about guns and shields. But yeah, there wasn't. Oh, maybe there wasn't I'm... the. I think it was a very throwaway. No, right? It was very throw. It was very throwaway. Like, but there wasn't the kind of explanation that you get in the book, and that was with everything. There was never that. You you didn't get that flesh out of, you know, what this does and the importance of this and these people are this and this does this. You know, I just think with all the other stuff they stripped out of the film. Personally, I think they could have probably stood to just not include Las Guns at all. So if you're not going to have the exposition of why everyone's using kind of medieval-type weapons, like we saw a Las Gun what, once cutting through the door, and then when they were attacking Harakeen, you saw the Sardaukar using them on the city. 
yeah. we could have probably done without that. We could have probably just used bombs or something in some kind of gizmo to cut through the door. Maybe. I, I, I imagine, though, we'll probably see more of them in the next film. I did like that scene, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really I, like that scene in, in the yeah in the tomb and the, the, the Lasgard and all of that. Again, like, for us, it totally stands up. I'm not at all saying yeah. it doesn't make a great scene. Like I enjoyed it, but I'm trying to imagine what it's like to see it. Like most people haven't read the bloody book. How many times, you know? Like how many people really have read that book? I know it's a very famous book. But still, it is one thing I am curious about, right? Because I do kind of think that maybe the thinking was coming in. I mean, probably loads of people read the book, so we don't. Maybe we don't have to explain this yet. You know, as you said, look, they might. We might get more explanation in the second film of certain things, and in the sisterhood, right? Because the sisterhood's going to come out before the second film, because for some stupid fucking reason it wasn't made back to back which I, I just don't know why it baffles me why you don't make these things back to back mm. right because you've already greenlit the TV series they they built sets for the TV series oh, so it's like you're expending that money do the other film you fucking weird like just do it back because then you don't have to because this film blows up and then people, you know, scheduling might not be able to get in there. Or they might be like, oh, well, I mean, that made all these millions. I want my contract adjusted. You know, mm. so you're going to get all of that. That's why Marvel were great in their business, you know, because it was like, oh, you want to be in Captain America? Okay, sign a six-film six deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you don't have to worry about oh, can they will they come back? So it, it is it is weird that they don't do this. But yeah, we will get sisterhood. So yeah, maybe there's more explanation in those two. But I don't think it hurt it that much. No, no, no. Like I say, I don't at all think it there was nothing about it that I thought was bad. I no, really... no, no, but I mean, for the, even if you didn't know this stuff, I don't think it necessarily hurt it. I think you might go, huh, what's that? Right? You might ask a friend or look, go online, but I don't think your, your pleasure is dampened. Right? I think knowing it, your pleasure is heightened, but I don't think it's dampened. Like I say, I just I, I'm interested to meet someone who who didn't know anything about it. So like a couple mm. of my swimmers are going to go and watch it. I'm really interested to see what they make of it because they're yeah. much younger than us. They've not read it. They've got no preconceptions or anything else. I wonder what they make of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, like is there anything else that kind of really stood out for you? Like I say, I really did, really loved the uh, the, the the battle language stuff. Um, I mean, I can't really fault it. I guess the only question marks I have is there was some interesting. So you know, we never see the emperor. We never see anything really about the guild. Mm. Or like you know, we see some of the highliners, but there's not I, I, the suits they're in. 
Mm. Like I thought the suit, I thought the costumes, right? The uniforms, the ceremonial costumes, like that whole, because I don't believe it's in the book, mm. right? The, 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 the trait when they come to a trait at Caladan and be like, the scroll, and it's just like, mm. oh, you are now, and uh, you stamp it with your ring. And like, I don't believe that's in the book. I think it's just they get the, they get a note. But it's yeah. not this big ceremony. Mm. And but I love that, right? And you just saw like the guild members in the big, you know, um, what's that for Darth Punk helmet? <laughs> and then you saw like I mean there was the royal contingent in the black helmets with the weird eerie things. And, and I just thought that was great. And then when they arrived on when they arrived on Arrakis and like Jessica is in the orange and you know Lido you know they're in the more kind of army type uniforms that looks slick as fuck you know what I mean and the girls behind holding the the, the veil shit. I thought that I thought that was great. Uh, one thing I thought was brilliant that they did actually, uh, how they kind of got across the mission area protectiva. Yes, outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, 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 there were there were some bits that kind of they they added in because in the book it's expedition. But they have people say it, you know what I mean. But I thought, still thought, no, that yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right, I like that. Right, uh, when um, ah, this is hard. You like you don't want to ruin and give spoilers. But when um, you know, Mar Marshebs, Marshebs, Marshep, Mesh, Mish, Mish, Mesh, Shout out, mates. Yeah, when her, when her, fucking shout out, mates. When she gives a, you know, that yeah. I love that. Busy yeah, yeah, was yeah. the reverie and all of that, and it's just like, oh, ho, ho, ho. and that was the thing, right? Because the score of this film, man, the score of this film, right? I think where Lynch is, um, is experimental i would say this is very themic yeah you know what I mean? and, and i think it really there's this chanting like in the visions paul has we get the chanting kind of you know what I mean that gregorian chant kind of rhythm and there's a slight tonal shift you know what i mean it really worked love that and it's there's no music in the film, which is great, because I don't need Celine Dion, you know what I mean? My desert is white, my desert is far. Like, we don't need that. I don't need a fucking thing song like that, you know what I mean? But what we got, I dug that. I dug that song, you know what I mean? It worked, because it just built the atmosphere, man. It built the atmosphere, but it didn't do it in that way that I hate, 
where it's just like, oh, 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 scary moment, <laughs> happy moment. You know what I mean? I think one of the only bits that uh, did slightly jar me was, you know, that funny little creature that was in the Baron Harkonnen's room? I didn't know what the fuck that was. Nah, not that. so like what you were just saying about Lynch being more experimental. So I, I, I really love the scene in Lynch's film with the Guild Navigator. I've always liked that scene. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And obviously there was nothing really like that in this film. And it seems weird that the director of this one, that felt like that was the one little, little risky bit that he chucked in. And it was like a little dog in a gimp suit. And it's like, okay, that's a... An odd thematic choice. It's, I wonder what led to that because I don't remember anything. It was a spider. Maybe, maybe it was. I, I, I might be wrong because I did realize as this film started. Oh, I think my eyesight's got so much worse. <laughs> like, because I got to the cinema and I, I, man, I was feeling shit all day, and I had like, ugh. Because I was meant to be going somewhere else and I got lost. I went the wrong way and I ended up and I was just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to cinema. So I went to cinema and I, so I've got a headache and I was just, I, I rushed. I got there so just as the, you know, the last trailers were going on. So I was like, okay. So I didn't miss the film. But I took my eye, my glasses off and I'm like, oh, let me try and rest my eyes a little. And so as the film starts and I think some white writing came on the screen. Oh, there was no clarity. It was just a complete blur. And before, there was at least a little clarity. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so I'm just going in to watch this film. I've really been like looking forward to just going, oh, I think I'm getting blind. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. And that was, that was a bit sad. But so, yeah, the, maybe it was a dog. Because I don't even know what the truth is right now. I'm like me speaking to Emily. I don't even fucking know. I don't even know. I don't know if it was a dog. I, it was just, it was something on all fours and it had shiny PVC leathery stuff on. And then presumably it's some, it's sentient because it understood um, the Reverend Mother telling it to leave. Yeah. So, don't know what that's all about. Because uh, I didn't see the shiny. Yeah, I thought it was like um, Shalom. You know, from the fucking Hobbit. Mm. I hear it's a big spider. <laughs> so maybe I missed something, but that was that's my memory of it. Like, uh, I, I could be wrong, but that's what I thought. I mean, a, a gimp would kind of make sense with a Baron because when you're reading a book, like, I was kind of thinking, are they going to include the homoeroticness? Like, because you're reading the this, this book and you're like, oh, the Baron definitely fiddled Fayed and Raban. He's definitely fiddled them. Fuck. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and so it's a bit like, hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, is that going to be shown? I just said now he has his gimp dog to deal with instead. So that's yes. something. Yes. I must say, I did really like how they did the Baron. I thought it was very good. Oh my God. Because, yes, I, I think that's the thing, right? How, because in the book, he's described as this, you know, huge, grotesque thing on the suspenders and all of that. And it's just like, like in Lynch, it's a bit more comical. He's kind of bobbling around all the place and all of that. 
Um, I forget the sci-fi channel one. I know he was big. They had him. I don't know what his name is, but he was in the the TV series one. Yes. He was an English guy. He's also in um, The New Foundation, if you've seen any of that. Oh. He's only he's a little cameo. He's he's not in it for much, but he's just one of his guys. I know he's a very famous actor. I just can't remember what his name is. Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for a, a link for the foundation stuff. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, I think if anything, maybe the Baron in the new film is not as corpulent and disgusting as he should be, because obviously, do you know why he's all fat and disgusting? Do you know the story of that from the the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in House Harkonnen, uh, which like is interesting, right? It, like because he tried to rape and um, she gave him a little payback. <laughs> yeah, but he's um, it's that thing, isn't it? Again, it's a it's a stylistic choice. Like he is, he's a bigger guy. But what I liked about it is that they've kind of covered up with these very long robes and stuff. Like they've still left a lot to the imagination with it. You know? And you do see the ripples. Mm-hmm. Like when he moves his neck, you kind of see like the the kind of flesh kind of ripple. Mm-hmm. Like there was that. Yeah. No, it's very nicely done. Yeah, I, and I don't really have any flaws with it. Yeah, and the big robes, yeah, that makes sense because, you know, you don't want everyone to be seeing just the, the bulges. So, like, it would make sense to wear the robes. I, I love, I, you know what I did really love? Mm. The, uh, you know, the payback scene, let's call it, with the tooth. Yes. Because you do kind of feel... I yeah, I know you say with the shield and all of that, but come on. Like it always seemed like the Baron must have I can't believe the Baron suffered nothing from that. So I yeah. love the way they play that scene now in the film. I thought, oh that's great. And then when you see fucking Raban and, and, and it's like, oh, and then when he when he kind of and you're like, oh, that looks so fucking good. That looks so good. Are we talking about the, the black bath stuff? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. No, I, I must, like, he did make some very good stylistic choices, I think. Like, he, he's really made some good choices that go outside the, the source material. Oh, Like, not as brave as some of the stuff Lynch did, but then again... Lynch kind of got lynched for it, didn't he? So, <laughs> right but I think if Lynch hadn't of, like, I, I think if Lynch, Lynch's was crazy, right? And it I'd like really to know why Lynch did the gun the thing, huh? I'd like to know why Lynch did the gun thing. That I'd really, it. really like to know. Yeah, because I kind of feel well. <clears throat> I, I've got an idea why, but I might be wrong. Right, but I think if he didn't do the gun thing, I think it would have been received a bit better from June fans. You know what I mean? But I kind of feel he probably did the gun thing because when you think about when that film was made and technology at the time, like I mean, look at this one: how the voice is visualized. I thought, oh, that's done really well. Yeah. Right, and the steel suits, not the steel suits, the shields, and we see the shimmer, and that 
visually it works so well you know what i mean but back then you couldn't do any of that kind of stuff so it was just like how am i gonna visualize this stuff uh, let's just give them guns that that's a bit that's an easier way of visually showing this thing have a hold a thing and go which <laughs> is just like wait, what the fuck are they doing <laughs> His name is a killing word, Kev. That is all you need to know. <laughs> I think that is one thing I would say about Lynch. He might have gone like off script a bit, but I think a lot of his things were very nicely done. You know, like it, it yeah. added some good stuff to that. I mean, I did like the box in Lynch's one. Yeah. But then. I didn't like I heard someone someone told me that uh, like the box in this one is kind of just him with that just going but it's not though right so I was expecting this weak scene but I think the scene because I think now if I'm correct like if I'm remembering right because my memory is so fucking bad man but in the book he puts his hand in and he recites the litany right? Fear is the mind bringer. Uh, without fear, I'm a weirdo. And then with fear, I'm great. Right? He, he exactly the Um, But having Jessica do it and then cut in between, <clears throat> I love that because you really saw her. I think Ferguson did a great job of showing her submissiveness, her hatred, you know, to the mother superior, and she's outside just like, oh, you could see she's wrapped with, what have I done? I've got to say no. You've just reminded me, I do have one complaint about the film. I, I'd forgotten. Yeah. Ooh. So when I came out of the cinema, actually, because I saw it last week, so it got a little bit fuzzy. My one complaint, so... Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just checking. This isn't going to give a spoiler ah. to anyone. I don't. I don't think it does. No. Um, so Bernie Jesuit again. There's no exposition of this in the the no. film really, but we know that the the whole kind of well, not the point of them, but one of their main features is they have total control over their body. Yeah, they can control the internal chemistry, every muscle. They, they have ultimate control over themselves. So why does Jessica keep blubbing around the place and acting like a woman from a like a Mills and Boone book? You know, like she she cried a couple of times. I'm like, mm, that's not Jessica. I, like, I mean, I will say yes. There there is maybe a bit too much crying from Jessica, but I do think maybe it's there because she is different from the other Benny Jessica, right? Like she's in love she is right and, and and i think that that is the big separation she's in love with leto she rebelled by giving him a son rather than a daughter yeah, right yeah. so i think maybe it's to show the humanity right maybe maybe that was the only way they could show her in a struggle, maybe it was, yeah. but 
I did sort of think in this, in the context of this modern era, having someone who, for me, is like one of my favourite uh, female protagonists from from a novel, like she's a very strong, tough character. Like yeah. you know, as the books go on as well, she becomes more so. And then having her in there. Uh, but, but, right, they yeah. then did give her something that wasn't in the book, right, in the Fopter. Because it's Paul, but in the film it's her. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So we see her kick ass. And then the, the fight, and then in at the towards the end of the film, we see her do a thing. So we know she's strong, right? And then even like remember in the tent with Paul, there is the moment and he's he claps back at her. Yeah. And yeah. Then she's still, you know what I mean? Like, listen, uh, look, I understand, but you're my son. Come here, little motherfucker. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so we still see that strength in her. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm don't get me wrong. I I thought that um that the lady who played it was brilliant, really good. Um, but it just felt for me a slightly, little bit too emotional. Yeah, just a yeah. little bit. At the end of the day, she's still a Bene Gesserit. Yeah, she's in love, but she is still an incredible, cute. Like she's an incredible everything. You know, like she's super clever. She's super athletic and in control and like she doesn't let slip her emotions and controls that easily i suppose is my thing thinking yes. of that one one of the omissions i thought was quite interesting was how they stripped out all of the intrigue with um um oh the yeah, thing that, that's no, what I, I, when i left you the, a message after i came mm. out because yes i did think that was interesting there's like in the book it's yeah there, there is that kind of spy element at the beginning, right? And the whole, which does, you know, it is all the way through the book, really. We, we, we have the intrigue and the people trying to throw the scent off and, oh, maybe it was this or maybe it was that and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, that was gone. But I mean, if you remember as well in the book, there's the whole bit where there's a special part of the, the palace on Arakin where there's like a... The like garden... A, the, the, yeah, garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a message in there from Lady Fenring. Yes. Or Fenring, I can't remember what her name is, but the, that whole thing I always thought was interesting because it gives. Well, I always felt it gave you a sense of the sisterhood is everywhere. Yeah, you know, and, and they are very much their own thing. Well, yeah, and even though they are with, might be with different houses and different things, the sisterhood oversees everything. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we do get that kind of thing. You know, when Leto says to Jessica, we protect our son. Very true. And yeah, then yeah, it's yeah. just like, no, no, no. Them. Yeah, yeah. And we're, and you know, she does do that woman thing where it's not like, oh, give me a hug. Be like, bitch, you haven't answered me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there was no answer. You're just like, give me a hug. Why you be so silly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I think there was a lot of that stuff that they did very, very well. But like yes. I said, I just, it was the crime thing. It just jarred me a little bit. Like not anything. I, no, I, I know. I know what you mean. Because I'm like, yo, you're giving too much water, kid. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But I think they added steel 
to her in other places. Yeah, I mean, so I yeah, because I did wonder about that watching, but then I was like, ah, eh, but okay, but they, but then you know, as I said, with the Fopter and these other bits, they they've given her that steel, so you still won't look at this character and think, eh, bit weak, bit yeah, weak yeah, right. So you'd be just oh no, still formidable, formidable, right? But yeah, they, it was interesting some of the the movements that were made, right? Some of the things that we we see, some of the conversations, like when they get to Arrakis, Leah, right? Leah is never mentioned in connection with Kynes, like mm -hmm. out in the open like that. But in this, it's, hey, Leah Kynes, how are you doing? Where Leah is the Fremen name, the secret name. Yeah, I suppose in the, you know, if you really cut into it, though, it doesn't make that much of a difference. I mean, it doesn't in the way they played it, right? Because they shifted a few things, so it doesn't really matter, right? Mm. Um, I mean, ugh, fuck. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's the thing with Leah at the very end in the book, you know? Um, and the way they ch they shifted it in this, I was a bit like, ah, oh, but I mean... But then, when it was just like... I was like, oh, okay, I like that. I like that. Okay, you're good. You're good. Well, so obviously, I don't like heights, and that scene really made me uncomfortable. Like when the, you know, yeah. the conclusion of that kicked in, yeah. it was it was a very very good piece of cinema. Yeah, like, I don't think you would have got that feeling watching it on a small screen. No, like, no. It, it, the vastness really of this mm. was oh, I did like that. Right, I I did like. The yeah, is I think in the other iterations, right, in the palaces and all of that, it's it is confined, but this it was fast. You know, when you see, and I, I I don't know if you felt this, but it felt like there was a lot of Middle Eastern cultural kind of references in here. You know, what I mean, like when you see Arrakis, it does speak of like ancient Egypt. You gotta remember, Herbert initially he was very influenced by Islam, wasn't he, in the writing of the whole thing? Like that is what a lot of all this stuff is based on. Well, yes, because like Mordeb and you know the the the, the language, like the you know the, the public name, the our name, and just all of yeah, all of these things like tea service and just well coffee yeah. service in there. Yeah, so yeah, there's all these different elements, right, that you can take out of like Islam and just. Middle Eastern culture, right? And so I love, and because that was the thing I love about June, that it's more about the the you know the geological um, sensibilities and how an ecosystem might affect a, a cultural system, right? I, I loved all of that, and then to kind of see it, right? Because we see the water world of Caladan, then the we go straight to Gidi Prime. And oh, I love the way Gidi Prime is depicted. You know what I mean? There's yeah. that, that whole um, 
What's there's a word for contrast? Huh? Contrast? I mean that, but I was thinking there's another word, and I can't think of what it is. But there's a word for something, and then something else that is very different. But you know, I feel, I feel the listeners polarized. Huh? Polarized? No, it's not the word. I'm sorry, I don't know your words, Kev. I'm really sorry. It's the only reason you're here. It's the only fucking reason you're here. You're a failure, motherfucker. My wife said... Go with contrast. Are you happy? Well, go with contrast. Nothing could make me happy. (laughs) But yeah, the contrast between Caladan and then Geely Prime. I thought that was very smart to show that. And then also then throw Arrakis in there. So you see these different worlds and then like, how is that affecting these people? Right. So we, you know, we see the Atreides, very righteous, very noble, the Harkonnen, very cold and calculating and fucking nasty. Then you see the Fremen who are just like, oh, it is what it is, motherfucker. Yeah. It's very good. Oh shit! Yeah, I I was interested about um, the mix. Let's say how how that might fall out. Because you know what I mean. <laughs> it's like Lynch's is very uh, you know, <laughs> and even the Sci Fi Channel. I think there's a you see kind of because I think that was made in Egypt. What right. mix are we talking? So, are we talking ethnicity? Yeah. Right. Sorry. Right. And, and so, in uh, you know, in the Sci-Fi Channel one, you did see kind of Egyptian, Turkish-looking people in some of the roles. Right. It's more some of the background characters than the main people, obviously. Right. Um, so it's just like, all right, how what are we gonna do with this? Because the one thing about Dune, right, you always kind of feel it should be a very multicultural thing because the Benny Jesuits are all about that breeding program. You know what I mean? So if you're all about a breeding program, everyone's gonna be a bit mixed up, you know. So it's just a bit like, all right, are we gonna see that? And I think. Yeah, I mean, there, there was there was a a bit of a mix, right? There was a bit of a diverse mix in the film, and I did like the the Fremen weren't just all white, right? But Stilgard clearly is, um, <sighs> shit. What like Iraq? You know, Iran? Like those parts yeah, of the world. Huh? No, but he's not a white middle class chap, is he? So no, but he, but he looked kind of. Uh, I wouldn't say Arabian, but I'm just like I don't even think that's a thing, right? But he he looked like he's from that part, of the Middle East. You know what yeah, I'm saying. Which I thought, no, that's good, right? Because it's it's that whole Jesus thing. Be like you're you, motherfucker. Supposedly lives in a desert place, and he's fucking lily white. Really? Really, motherfuckers? Like, you... Hey, if you want to say Father Christmas is white, that's fine. This motherfucker lives in Antarctica. He's fucking penguins on his off time. That's cool. But 
Yo, put someone. This is what in... white people do. I yes. find. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's, it's how I spend my downtime. I mean, you talk to anyone from Scandinavia, right? They've mm. got their little penguin in the closet. You know what I mean? They bring him out for parties. You know what I mean? That's their key party. I usually right? let mine roam free. Yeah. Communal lose. <laughs> but you know what I mean? In a desert world, Lily White gets burnt like a motherfucker. Mm. So I, I, I like the fact that the Fremen weren't. There was a mix in the Fremen. Because, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I'm not, I don't want black all the time. It doesn't have to be black. I just want diversity, right? And diversity that makes sense. As long as the ruling houses are white, I think that's the main thing. <laughs> Fucking Harkonnen scum. <laughs> oh, poor Gus. Yes. Um, yeah, no, so I, I, I thought that all made, I like that. What did you think about the Janus incident, let's say? Yeah, fine. Because like, it is different than in the book. Is it? I can't quite remember. Um, in, the, in the film, they fight in their steel suits. Do you know, one of the bits I always like in the book, actually, is that Paul takes his shoes off because he's fighting on unknown ground, and that's what Gurney taught yes. him to do. Yeah. And so we don't get that. Because remember, because the whole thing is then the water rights afterwards because you fought without a steel suit, so you get the water, and just all of that. And, like, that whole tradition, it makes sense, and it is a thing. Right, because you think about ancient the ancient Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I just think one of that. those things. There must have been a whole plethora of little bits that might have only added a minute to the film. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, no, so it much. doesn't yeah, it doesn't ruin it, right? How they played it out, I loved. Especially with the ah, ah! You know what I mean? Like, oh shit. You know, there's a bit in the middle of the film, which, again, I can't reference too much, but you, did you feel like the Atreides were kind of like fucking Samoans or Aztec or, um, you know, the hackers visiting yeah. the fight? And it was like... <laughs> Sorry, like, yeah, that probably turn that bit down. Like, that might have hurt eardrums there. My bad. Weren't thinking. Yeah, what can you do? You know what I mean? What can you do? This we're talking June, people. There's no rhythm here. Hot up and spice. But yeah, no, there, there was some. I did like how medieval and tribal they made it in a yes. futuristic Fucking setting. Bagpipes. <laughs> yeah, the bagpipe thing was a. It was a, you know, but, but it was a bit you No, know, it does kind of make you think. Robert the Bruce, you know, an, an impossible battle and all of that kind of thing, right? Which kind of the Atreides were in by getting sent to fucking Arrakis. So I'm like, I, I don't know, aesthetically and thematically, it, it works for me, yeah? <laughs> you know? And that I was the thing. So the line. That. 
I wish they'd have included the line about moods and cattle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not even sure if it's a good line. It's probably a good thing that they did cut it, but I just I really like that line. Oh, it's I, really I love the bit, though, with um, uh, Paul and uh, uh, Duncan, when he's like, Duncan, don't go. And he's like, ah, don't worry, man. Like, you know, I mean, dream, dream, the real shit happens in the real world. But then he's just like, ah, don't worry. Oh, what's that? Muscle? He's like, you've been working out? I mean, do you think so? No. <laughs> I, mean, I was just saying, right? I, I went to a late night screening where oftentimes people make noise because they've been out drinking beforehand. Everyone was mad respectful in the cinema, man. No one made a noise, apart from me. I laughed my ass off <laughs> when he said that. I'm just like in stage, and there was another point in the film. I'm just laughing, and no one else is making a noise, and I'm just feeling eyes on me, eyes on me, and I'm like, you know what? Nah, I'm laughing. I'm laughing, motherfucker, because I can't turn this off. <laughs> there's no, there's no switch for this shit. It just happens. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, because yeah, some of that stuff not in the book, right? Some of those interchanges not in the book, but yeah. worked, right? Worked to kind of because you know the, the the Duncan thing was a vision, but he's that conversation visualizes the vision, and so it was like finding these ways to kind of get through some of that expedition. But I was like, yeah, I'm cool with that, man. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Like, even the the hunter-seeker, right? Very different. But still worked. Still worked very well. I did like that scene. It was nicely done. Yeah. Like, with the hologram and... Yeah. Yeah. How it all panned out. It was very nice. Like, There's some really, really beautiful touches to that film. Oh my gosh, visually mm. outstanding, like outstanding. You know what I mean? I just loved the the space that was given. Right when you saw them like land on Arrakis and the, the vastness of the desert and just everything like that. When we saw inside these castle and how big it was, it reminded me of and I mean. You wouldn't have seen it yet because it's not out. But tragedy of Macbeth okay. is that again very vast, very vast, you know, especially for Macbeth. But I like that, you know. It, it just really it added that coldness and austereness to things, which I thought worked so well. You know, when we saw them in the geological spot. Right again, that whole sequence, right? The the, the tunnels and oh, I thought that was so good. I thought that worked so well, and just the way because when we've seen pyramids, right, and they they show you because like you think it, you know every time you talk to someone, one of these archaeologists that fucks around in pyramids, they'd be like so fucking deceptive. Like you go in there and you're thinking, all right, it's going to be a small room, and it's fucking huge. Right, and then you move up, 
and a room that's higher up is bigger than the one from down. And it's like, wait, how is that? That makes no sense. What the fuck are they doing here? And that's kind of what we were seeing with some of this stuff. And it was just like, yo. You know, I mean, just the way when they're in Iraq is, and it's like, shut it. We've got to close it off. It's uh, the sun's coming up. But it was all very mechanical, which I loved, right? Because, and again, you only understand it because you've read the book, but it's the whole machines and the dislike of machines. So a lot of the stuff is all very physical and, you know, manual rather than, oh, Siri, shut the windows for me. Okay, Chuki, let's do it. You know what I mean? We don't get that. And I love that aspect of it, you know? Did they mention the uh, Great Convention in the film? I don't think they do. No. We hear the Lamfrad, but not the Great... I don't believe we hear the Great Convention. But I kind of feel, you know I mean, with how the, the, the rest of that book happens, there's enough leeway to kind of put it in, in mm. that part. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it'd just be interesting to see how they, they do um, broach it. I imagine a lot of the stuff we're talking about, they'll, they'll have to introduce the guild better in the next film. They'll have to talk yes. about the emperor. They'll have to explain the spice. They, I yeah. imagine that they'll at least have to touch on the Butlerian stuff. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I would suspect. But I kind of like that we don't see it yet. Because it's kind of like the thing where you only see it at the very end. So it's like an alien, right? Because we don't really see the, the alien until the very end of the film. Yeah. And it, and so it makes it that much more like, whew. I mean, again, I know I already mentioned Star Wars, but if you go back to the first stop, like A New Hope, we well, didn't know anything about anything that was going on there. No. Just, yeah, just very true. Take it. And it didn't stop that from becoming an unbelievable juggernaut. Like whether you love it or hate it, it's it's so entrenched in in right. the Western kind of pop culture. Well, yeah, it changed the face of film. Yeah, and you just you know what I mean. It just, and the way film deals were made, merchandising was done. It just revolutionized all of that. So yeah, you gotta, you know, what I mean? just pay. It didn't really explain itself. Like no. none of it really explained itself, and I just think we we ask a lot of films sometimes to explain stuff, and then when they explain stuff, we then uh, moan. Yeah, they gave us, why did they have to just go into so much detail? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you, yeah, you get that sometimes. Yeah, it is a knife edge that you walk with storytelling, and I, I would say Vilna did do a good job. You know, because as I said, I, I, and yeah, maybe I'm, I, you know, because I've seen it, I, I mean, I've read the book that I, you know, I mean, I'm not fully able to put myself in those shoes, but I, yeah, I do kind of feel that even without reading the book, you can still watch this and go, yo, this is, this is good. Right, and it would intrigue me to go. 
oh, what does that mean? Like, let me look that up. Because, I, you know, there's films which, yeah, I'll watch it and I'll be like, oh, what what was that? And, you know, we'd be like, oh, okay. You know, especially stuff that's based on a series or, or something like that. Because, you know, I didn't read the Star Wars books or comics or anything like that. And, you know, the amount of times I'd ask you, I'd be like, oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what does that mean? At the end of the day, even Lynch's Dune was quite um, heavy on exposition. And still didn't cover everything because no. there's so much to cover. Yeah. So maybe you're better off just like leaving people to figure it out for themselves. Yeah, I, I think it's a good tease for the second one, right? Because you know now that we, second one isn't coming until 2023, which mm. is infuriating, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, you be smart, and it'd be like Lord of the Rings, right? So every fucking Christmas we get a a next one. So like next this time next year we get part two. But now we're gonna have to wait. And it's a thing because yes, the Sisterhood will be out by then by 2022. But are we gonna be able to see it? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like depending where you live. So it's a bit like. Uh, Having to wait that long, it's going to be a bit like, Ugh. but I think, yeah, the way the film did roll, it definitely enticed me from, I don't know what the fuck's going to go down next. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. I mean, Very did you think that was a logical spot to leave it at? One of the things that really blew me away about that film was there was a couple of bits in it that I thought that they had done their own thing. And then afterwards I realised, oh no, that is actually how the book goes. Um, <laughs> it really, like, really surprised me that I had misremembered a couple yeah. of bits. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense. Like, it, it has to be cut somewhere, right? And if you if you go much further than that, that point, you're then opening up a whole other can of worms for people like me to annoyingly go, oh, well, they didn't explain this, this, or <laughs> like, um, like, you've got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. And it was it was quite a nice... Yeah, I think it was quite a nice nice way to, to tie it up. Yeah, it, it, it feels... Because after that, we kind of go into the next transition. So it seemed like... Yeah, okay, let's stop here. I mean, to be honest, I wasn't even sure if we would see the Janice thing in this one. I just wonder if they're going to fast forward. You know, there's like a time jump in the book. Well, yes, because he, it, it, at the very beginning, he's 15, but then mm -hmm. it kind of goes, because that's the thing. I forgot, right? In my head, like before I read the book, I kind of felt that this all happened fairly close to each other you know what i mean maybe over two three years something like that but it then jumps kind of 10 years yeah yeah right yeah. And, and you're like oh i, I remember reading it and it was like oh shit i'd forgotten that yeah i'm interested to see how they deal with that because obviously the end of this film it feels like it would make sense to have that time jump come yes at the start yes. of the new so, film. but yeah, then i don't know if they can possibly do that because then you're going to miss out on 
a lot of other stuff like you know the the worm ride in alia all this stuff coming along well i mean you could right so you could start 10 years and then have something that kind of causes a maybe a vision or something to then you know yeah, go yeah. back yeah so maybe I mean, but yeah i'm curious i am curious to know where are they picking up from? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what what is going to feed? I mean, there's so much stuff we that yeah we will see in this you know other other film because we didn't see Count Fenris, right? Because it was like because in the book because you know the Harkins had a, a, a Arrakis, but then the Fenrises had Arrakis. Right, and then the Fenrises gave it up to the Atreides, but here we just see Har Harkonnens to Atreides, which I'm not mad at because you know that when um he's like, um, oh, I found their books, right? That's all in the book, right? So it, it makes sense not to have the Fenrises, but. You know what I mean? Like we see the Fenrises early, but so they're still to come. Mm. You know, so there is that. We haven't seen Bayed yet. Maybe they won't get included at all. Maybe I mean, maybe. I it's not technically like if you were to take them out, you still have the story. Yeah. You know, because there's the interplay with. Fied and them, and some bits and bobs, but it is kind of you could say it's aesthetic rather than substantial. I'm interested to see who they have as Fade. Yes, yeah, because yeah, I don't know if that was a, it's, it's been announced or you know anything like that. But yeah, because I did think Sting played made a good Fade. It is, yeah, but yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm I'm very intrigued, and I'm yeah. I I, I was happy with what I saw. Oh, can I just say, love the ships. Yeah, love the ships. I like it wasn't just that typical spaceship look. You know, I like where the Atreides kept their ships as well. Oh uh, yeah, 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 how it came up. I was mm -hmm. like, but how do you get it there? <laughs> That's gonna be one fucked up room. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's a little cleanup, be like, oh motherfucker, you know what I mean the poor fucking clean be like, oh, they're back. <laughs> fucking hell, get your galoshes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how do you get out of the ship once you've parked it? <laughs> what are you doing? I, I like there's a bit when we see a, a ship coming down and the way the legs come out of it oh man I thought that was fucking yeah oh, I, visually I thought oh man that looks so good yeah there's some weird egg shaped ships it was just we saw all these different styles and it wasn't like oh you've taken that from that and oh, that's clearly taken from that it was like it felt very of itself, yeah, I agree. Vomitors, man. Mm. 
Because in the book, they describe like Dragonfly, and it really fucking looked like Dragonfly. Oh, man, I was so happy about the Foxes, son. Yeah, they were nice. Really nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Wasn't this one? It was like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I thought visually, yeah. right, when I saw Lord of the Rings, I was like, yeah, that's kind of how I pictured it. Right? I can't fool this. Right? The only thing that if you I thought the Ents was taller. I thought the Ents would be taller. But other than that, visually, Lord of the Rings killed it. And yeah, June, I said visually, you know? Yeah. Killed it. I mean, Leah looked even better than I thought. <laughs> I was like, okay, I ain't disappointed, right? <laughs> Test my water. <laughs> and I am looking forward to see Shahalabi, Shalabi, Shoo, Shalabi, Shalabi, Shah. Shahadoop Shad Shad. I'd like to see a worm. I'd like to see the full worm. Looking Shai for Halut. Yeah, that. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, what we've seen so far looked very impressive. I mean, like again, it's it's a film that kind of demands to be seen in the cinema. I think. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. It's only going to look really impressive in the cinema, or unless you're loaded in your own cinema right. room. I, I, I think visually and sound-wise, yes. you want to see this on a big screen. Because yeah. uh, the way the sound kind of embeds itself into these scenes, it is yeah. so impressive. So impressed. Like, it just really gives you that atmosphere you know what i mean like it, it, just the chanting and the, just everything it just works so well oh my gosh it really did it really did so um, yeah I, I mean i'm looking i'm fucking looking forward to uh you know I mean, to it uh, mm. Hans zimmer did do uh the music yeah yeah and you got, I've got to say, a very different Zimmer piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sound-wise, right? I mean, I'm no film buff, am I? I, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, it, it, yeah, I do think when you look at Zimmer's stuff, um... Yeah, it, it was very good. It was very good. Fuck! <laughs> I forgot it. Right, it was like, I just went on Wikipedia to see who did the thing. And it was like, um, he, he says, uh, Zibro avoided watching Lynch's Dune as not to be influenced by Toto. <laughs> and I forgot! I forgot the music in that one! And it just came back. <laughs> Imagine the fucking Atreides landing on Arrakis. Could have had another way to carry on.
fuck. Oh, fuck. Woo! Hi. I, I think we talked June. <laughs> I think we have covered June. A very good to see you, sir. Huh? I said it was very good to see you. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And, yeah, we will... I mean, well, yeah, we'll break down part two, you know, if you're still alive. You know what I mean? Well, at least it now gives me something to live for. <laughs> and Emma and Gus, it's just like, damn it. Damn it. Yeah. That's what they got me insured for, right? <laughs> but, yeah, people, that is, uh, yeah, that's the talk of June. You know what I mean? Remember, go check out the review. And, um, oh, on uh, Echoes from the Void, we, we we get into the book as well. So it's a bit of a June week, people. So have fun. That's me and Fishboy out. <laughs>